tuning into my podcast. The mission of The Authentic Networker is to inspire a new way of being with each other, inspiring each other, championing, collaborating with each other to inspire a successful journey. Each of us wants more than anything to be loved and to matter in our world. Success is a big part of that. So I seek to interview people that have something unique and extraordinary to say about the journey of success in the people business. Authentic networkers are curious connectors, authentically expanding their network. They listen to, are present, and honor the diverse values and experiences of others. If this philosophy resonates with you, I encourage you to study it and share it with your network. Let's dive into another epic interview and learn some of these stories. Hey everybody, Richard Brooke here with yet another episode of the Authentic Networker Podcast where I interview extraordinary human beings who have accomplished extraordinary things in an honorable and authentic way. Today, my guest is Chris Furby. Chris knew what he wanted to be as an entrepreneur, but he saw a giant hurdle, the negative way people view sales. And I know a lot of you listening right now can relate to that. So he found a way to sell that felt right and went on to focus on helping other non-sales sellers grow their revenues in a consistent and stress-free way. Chris has spoken to entrepreneurs and professionals all over the world on how to leverage their unique ability to sell. He's published, It's Time to Sell, Cultivating the Sales Mindset. He founded the Make Sales a Habit University and today is a growth advisor to business owners and their management teams throughout the world. His work has been featured in many major media outlets, including Forbes and LinkedIn and Inc. Chris spearheaded the growth of a consulting company to the point where it was acquired by one of the largest consulting companies in the world. He's a former vice president of sales at KPMG, and he sold over 300 million in consulting services and works with thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals in their efforts to close more business and create win-win relationships with their clients. I have a feeling a lot of you are in for some major breakthroughs as we talk all things sales. So let's do this with my longtime friend, who's a long ways away in Canada, Chris Burvey. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Richard. I I wish Jennifer was here with me listening to this. Maybe she'd at least know who she's married to then. Uh, <laughs> she would have a greater appreciation for how successful you've been <laughs> with that 2000 I can't even I can't resist but with that 2014 four megabits of whatever MacBook Air that you're on your ninth battery no fifth fifth, fifth. <laughs> give you me a sh- bit of credit you should write a book out about squeezing blood from a turnip or something <laughs> He was, Chris would just tell me how much money the ROI he's gotten on that MacBook Air 2014 that somebody gave him as a gift. <laughs> it was given to me uh, when we sold our company to KPMG. Uh, we got, um, I referred two new employees to the firm and uh, this showed up in my mailbox. Uh, so I never even paid for it. <laughs> you know, they had a, back in the mailroom, they had a shelf that had a hundred of them on there. 
that they were giving away as incentives for their customers, right? Exactly. It's the cheapest MacBook Book Air you could find in 2014. <laughs> and you're making millions of dollars with it. That's something to talk about. <laughs> All so, the stories it could tell. <laughs> so, Chris, I even, Richard, I, I think I actually interviewed you for my podcast back in 2015 on this. The file, I'm sure, is somewhere in inside this machine. <laughs> There's trivia for you. So, Chris, one of the things that uh, one of the reasons I think you and I have um, uh, connected and stayed aligned is we share this philosophy about a new way of selling. And uh, that's where I want to start. I want to start with um, how you discovered, what was going on that you discovered that the traditional way of selling, if you were going to be a salesperson, if you were going to be in business development, a consultant, uh, an entrepreneur, you were not going to be able to go down the road of traditional sales techniques. What happened that you discovered that? Wow, what a great question. Um, as I reflect on that question, it, it kind of brings me back, I guess, to my roots uh, of how, so I, I was in university and I ended up partnering up with a, 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 a classmate uh, in the final couple of years of university. And uh, because my, my friend, Steve was his name or is his name, he, um, he had technical skills and uh, we decided to start this internet marketing business in 1994, 1993. And uh, we developed some of the first websites for companies in, uh, in Newfoundland, coincidentally. And um, so because I never had the technical skills, uh, they looked at me, my two, my two fellow co-founders, and they said, Spurvy, you, you got to go out and get us some customers. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. I had read all the books on sales from a traditional sense, you know, and I, and I don't want to say anything negative about any of them, but Zig Ziglar and all those and the personalities, the gregarious personalities that these people uh, were. And that's what I thought sales was. And so I tried to do it in the way they did it, uh, or I thought they did it. And, you know, I jokingly say I drove up to some of the uh, establishments that I wanted to go meet the owners and the lights were on when I drove in the driveway. But when I went to knock on the door, the, the lights were out uh, for whatever reason <laughs> that they saw me coming, uh, you know, and I would go to networking events and do the sales the way I thought it was supposed to be done with my business cards and so on. And uh, it just didn't feel right for me. Um, so I fell flat on my face uh, in that process. And but I, I guess I did find a way uh, to, you know, get, focus in on my strengths and my ability to have a conversation, my ability to tell stories and so on. Um, and I learned to sell in a unique way for me that felt good. And I got some success with it. Um, kind of fast forward then about, you know, let's just say 15 years later, I'm the chair of the Technology Association uh, here in Newfoundland. And I was asked to speak to a group of entrepreneurs. So these are people who have great ideas and they're looking to get out of the building and share the idea. And uh, I asked them, I was inspired by Daniel Pink's book, The Sell is Human. And uh, I asked the question, what were some of the words that came to mind when they thought of the word sales? And it validated everything in Daniel Pink's book. It was sleazy, slimy, manipulative, uh, objection fighting, and so on. And 
so that got me reflecting on my own journey uh, to find a unique way to sell. And that was unique to me and my personality. So I guess, uh, you know, and that narrative has kind of taken, taken its uh, course. And, and I have just devoted, I guess, my life to helping people sell that, you know, where sales is not necessarily 100% in their title. So um, yeah, it's been a wonderful journey, uh, and uh, it's I, I find I get great gratification from helping those people just through my own journey, right, and sharing my own journey. But tell us about that journey. Earlier, uh, you were mentioning that that you're Chris Spurvy 9.0. What did you mean by that? <laughs> what's well, the, what's the journey about? Yeah, well, the journey. I mean, I I guess uh, a fundamental belief that I have. I have acquired a paradigm, I guess, is that if we're not growing, uh, we're dying and uh, because time passes us by. So, um, you know, I've adopted the mindset uh, that we that I want to be always growing and I'm always uh, aspiring um, and and looking to uh, grow as a person. So I have sat down, funny enough, and kind of just backtracked uh, and looked at the various versions of myself. Uh, and what I guess I would refer to as, you know, 1.0 to 2.0 to 3.0 as being, I guess, what I would refer to as quantum leaps. And, um, and so I can very distinctly identify leaps that I've made. And so I say I'm 9.0, but I, I could probably say I'm probably 9.3 uh, in terms of the iterations and, and the growth that I've, uh, that I've you know, taken, that I've taken shape in my life. Right? Yeah. Can you pinpoint any of those, Chris? Can you... Um, can you talk about any one of those quantum leaps, like where you were, how you were stuck, what you did to shift and what the result was in the form of the leap? Yeah. Well, I mean, my book, uh, my book, the book is a leap, uh, but maybe the context of the book is, um, you know, uh, I, I found myself in 2002, 2003, I was actually uh, doing some network marketing at that point. And uh, the company that I was representing went bankrupt. And uh, I, you know, call it emotional, um, you know, I, I lacked emotional intelligence. I, I, up to that point, and I had built a lifestyle around me that basically I couldn't pay for it uh, when the company went bankrupt. And, uh, and effectively, I went bankrupt. Um, and so I was really down and out trying to figure it out. And uh, I wrote on my goal card that year uh, that I wanted to go to a science of getting rich seminar uh, in, uh, well, I didn't know where, but I wrote it down on my, on my goal card that year. I'm going to say it's 2003. And uh, November came around and I, I, was, I was avoiding the goal card because all it would represent was things that I hadn't accomplished. But I looked at the goal card that morning and I, I was inspired to get online and see if Bob Proctor had one more seminar that year. So uh, within five days, I found myself in Fargo, North Dakota, sitting in front of Bob Proctor and uh, I, it just blew my mind. Um, and so I came home from that and I just got serious about creating a vision for my life uh, that really I wanted to lead. And, and I it did a self-evaluation of my strengths and so on. So I basically felt inspired when I got home. I combined that with a book I was reading at the time, uh, Richard uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, 
I believe it was Rich Dad Poor Dad, or it may have been Cash Flow Quadrant. But basically, he said, uh, if you in the book, if you have a, a dream of being an entrepreneur, uh, you know, full time, uh, sales would be a great place to explore because the skills that you acquire uh, as a part of that will 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 be able to be used later in your entrepreneurial pursuits. So I took his advice and uh, I reached out to a few friends and I ended up within a, a day or two of getting home from the Science of Getting Rich seminar. I was interviewed for a manager of business development opportunity uh, with a small boutique IT consulting company. Now, up to that point, I was working for a small, for an, a large insurance company making $60,000 a year, roughly. And um, so I, I took the leap. And all I said to the owner who hired me on that day, um, as long as you can come close to matching my salary and give me a compensation, a commission structure, uh, then um, I, I think I can you know, take it from there. Anyway, within that year, that year, I made uh, 240000 And so I guess I share that because it's an example of a quantum leap um, and really just putting into practice the things that I learned at the Science of Getting Rich seminar. And I really, I, I guess I, I could say I safely, I have never looked back type of thing, you know, but there's been multiple quantum leaps along the way, including the writing of my book uh, and so on. I could tell stories all day on quantum leaps. Yeah, well, yeah, I like stories about quantum leaps. What yeah. um, I'm curious if if you could name one thing that you got out of Bob Proctor's seminar in uh, North Dakota, which I'm surprised he was doing a seminar in North Dakota. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? What's the one thing that stood out that, let me ask it this way. The one thing that you learned at that seminar that you still do today. Um, the fact that we think in pictures uh, and what he presented to me that really stuck uh, was the image of the mind, uh, the stick person, which is a, a circle, the top half being the conscious mind, the bottom half being the subconscious mind, uh, the senses feeding into the conscious mind, uh, and the way, uh, I guess, what I would suggest at the highest level, um, maybe visions flow into our conscious mind, are absorbed into the subconscious as a, and they act as a filter. Uh, but the body then is what we ultimately act through to produce our results. So I guess at the highest level, and then I guess maybe another aspect is that, you know, a part of progressively realizing our goals is becoming more focused on living through our intellectual factors uh, such as our will, our ability to reason, our imagination, our perception, versus strictly through our senses, which is kind of on cruise control, uh, you know, it, it really opens up uh, possibilities. So that probably would be summarized at a very high level, uh, what I took from that that stuck with me. Okay. Yeah. So most of the people listening to this podcast, Chris, I'm going to guess are in some sort of entrepreneurial role. And just be, the way numbers roll out, probably most of them are stuck. Right now, they would consider themselves somewhat stuck. Maybe 90% of them, maybe 10% are feeling like they're on a pretty good run. I'll bet 90% of the people listening are feeling stuck somehow. If you were talking to me, and I'm stuck, doesn't matter what I do. What are some of the questions you'd ask me? 
uh, I would probably zero in initially on tell me about your day. Uh, tell me about how you start your day. Um, and, you know, try to get a sense of what are the consistent things that, that you do uh, in a reactionary kind of way, right? And, uh, and from there, I would start to talk about vision. Uh, vision is something that is, uh, you know, and, and the result of a growth-oriented vision being self-motivation, um, I would walk the person down a path of becoming excited uh, about a picture. And uh, then let's get started and start creating the picture, right? Um, but I think, um, you know, really our results are a direct, there's a direct correlation in our results to our activities. And uh, what are the activities that you do on a daily basis, weekly basis? Uh, you know, if they're stuck, let's just take it to a sales perspective or a revenue perspective. Uh, the results that we're seeing today really uh, are contingent on the activities we put in two, three, four, six, a year ago, right? So, and if, you know, if, if the consistent efforts weren't put in in that period of time, well, the only, there's only one good time to start and that's now. Uh, so, uh, and that also dovetails into some ideas around, you know, time blocking and focus and so on. So that's most of the questions that I would ask would be around, you know, how, what, tell me about your day, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, would you wake up? Uh, uh, what do you do when you first open your eyes? Um, and take it from there. Yeah, the first thing I do when I wake up is start procrastinating. And then I try to finish my day procrastinating. And I tend to procrastinate throughout the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I, I, yeah, and that, uh, yeah. And so I, th that's interesting, because I would say that I'm, I have been in those situations before. Um, and I will tell the story to the person of, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm not sure if I told you this, Richard, but I'm a business partner with uh, Price Pritchett, who authored the uh, handbook U Squared. Love and, it. Uh, yeah. And um, his quantum, what he refers to as his pursuit uh, ritual uh, is something that I adopted a number of years ago. And so I consciously wake up and the first thing I do, I have a chair behind me here. Uh, I'll get in that chair for 12 minutes and I will read my vision and visualize my vision, uh, but I take a very active visualization process. I, I, actually, I actually have pictures, which I know you're a big believer of, but I, I will take my finger and I will lightly trace around the edges in a very meditative state. And what happens, because I've, I think I've been doing this so long, ideas percolate constantly as I'm of ways and things that I could do to move me towards the vision that I have written. And I mean, ideas are like slippery fish. If we don't poke them with a, with a dagger, they're going to squiggle away from us and someone else is going to grab them. So what I do is I take my journal and I write down the ideas. And then as I'm finishing up my ritual, I'll just look over the list and, uh, and just what am I feeling inspired to act on that day? So every day I'm trying to do something new, uh, something a little uh, that puts me out of my comfort zone uh, to move me towards what I guess is the quantum leap uh, goal that I've set. Yeah, that's a beautiful book you just showed. Uh, we could do yeah. a whole hour yes. on that book. Um, yeah, the, the, the Pursuit uh, Journal, uh, is that what? Uh, or well, I, I didn't know it was Price Pritchard's journal, but just the pictures and the journaling. Oh, yeah. um, 
Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that I have, uh, I'm constantly frustrated with in coaching people around the art of vision and self-motivation is, you know, that's, it's a habit, right? It's something that, that if you're going to, to harness the power of the human spirit, you got to harness that technology that Bob Proctor taught you about the connection between vision and self-motivation. You actually have to put it into practice. You have to practice the art. And what I've discovered is this catch 22 of self-motivation is that you have to actually get self-motivated to get self-motivated. <laughs> right? So true. Right? Yeah. Because you know, thousands of people have gone through my workshops and, you know, hundreds of thousands have gone through Bob Proctor's workshops and Price Pritchard's workshops. And yet what percentage of them implement right. the art uh, as opposed to just have a casual entertainment relationship with the content. Mm -hmm. And so hats off to you for having such an extraordinary sense of motivation about learning the art of motivation because I'll bet, um, I'm just going to make this statistic up, but I'll bet I'm not far off. If a thousand people go through a Price Pritchard or a Bob Proctor seminar and you check in on them five years later, a thousand people. Yeah. I'll bet five don't have a journal like yours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would imagine you're right. And I guess... Um my my head goes to the idea that there's only two ways to change and the uh, the emotional impact is the is what drives me i mean i was there where i hit my own version of rock bottom and uh, i just wasn't going there I, i'm not sacrificing my my family like that again and and we were there i i was at a point where I was working for the insurance company and I was literally having a nervous breakdown in my seat. And, and so I just wasn't going there any longer. So I, I, I guess the emotional impact is what got me to adopt practices uh, in the same way if you have a heart attack. But I, I see your point because uh, if you have a heart attack, you're going to change what's in your fridge. But I get your point because there's lots of people who have had heart attacks whose fridge go back to uh, junk food pretty quickly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are at risk for heart attack that, you know, they don't ever, they don't do the preventative measures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what is Chris Spurvey up to today? Like specifically, what do you do as a career? What are you doing with all of your motivation? What are you producing? What are you creating? Who are you partnered with? Who are you helping? Yeah. Yeah. God, I, you know, in fear of not of sounding too wide, I'll, I'll try to just, I'll try to narrow it in as best as possible. One thing I am uh, prone to do is, is, is go do a lot of things. Um, so uh, I am a co-founder. Maybe I'll just start with, uh, funny enough, what could be the largest thing uh, that I, from a financial perspective, I'm a co-founder of a, a software development company called Lifecycle. Uh, lifecycle.io uh, and I am the sales arm um, and we are on the brink of a blue ocean uh, uh, product and we're being courted uh, by some mega uh, large technology companies uh, so there could be an acquisition in the in, in play uh, in the near future so that's number one um, number two uh, I've been 
taking my book and my, the message of my book. And I, and I, you know, I, I gotta say, you've been, you've been uh, for me, uh, a mentor, a virtual mentor from the perspective, from many perspectives, but I love how you have taken a book and turned and, and devoted your life to the theme of the book. And you haven't felt necessarily outside of the, your four year career, you haven't felt it necessary to just be, to be an author. You, you wrote a book and you're, you're taking the mission of the book and you're going far with it in the same way I want to do the same thing with my book. I never, I don't think I'll ever write another book because uh, I don't need to. It says everything I want to say. <laughs> it's time to so, sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, funny? that was the title of my daily dose of salt this morning and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Well, I didn't pick up on that. I, uh, so but the, but to zero in on what I've been doing with the theme of my book uh, is I've been um, helping sales professionals who are at a point in their careers where they are in a slump, they're burnt out, uh, and because they're constantly chasing targets uh, from, that are other people's targets for the most part. And, uh, you know, I've been helping them through an eight-module eight program uh, one, uh, that combines one-on-one -on -one along with uh, recorded training, walking them through a process to reignite their career spark and get focused on really what matters. Uh, so, and that's what I love about what I've created there is I took a page out of Tim Ferriss's book. Um, I, and it wasn't even necessarily, I think, a focal point of, of what he was saying, but he said, the, uh, and Price actually said it to me as well, what would this look like if it were easy? And so for me, I've, I have zeroed in on Facebook marketing, paid marketing, which leads people to a webinar and people, sales professionals watch my webinar and they book a 45 minute discovery process with me. And I get on the call with them and I help them, uh, serve them, uh, help them get clarity. And if there's an, an alignment of energy um, and, they're in, and they're interested, we partner. And so I've been, I've had now 240 people uh, that I've worked with in the last three, four years uh, through um, uh, this program that I've, uh, that I've developed. So that's that. Uh, so that's going and life cycle. Maybe I'll just kind of stop it at that. I may, maybe I'll, I'll just reiterate the Price Pritchard partnership. It's, there's an interesting story behind that. Um, that if you're cool with it, I'll just tell it. Um, yeah, so Bob Proctor, about 15 years ago, uh, I have the Science of Getting Rich seminar booklet uh, up there on my bookshelf. Uh, he talked about this booklet called U Squared. And he just mentioned it. He mentioned it in passing. I wrote it down. But when I got back to Newfoundland from Fargo, North Dakota, I said, I got to find this booklet. Now, at that time, Price wasn't marketing the booklet. It, I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to go on eBay and paid $90 for this little handbook uh, to be sent to me, a used copy. So I got the booklet and he just, it, like Bob Proctor, blew, and yourself, blew my conscious mind off uh, and in terms of the, the delivery of the material. And uh, I read it, I read U Squared every month for 15 years. January 2019, January 1st, I'm sitting down, I'm uh, doing my vision exercise for, to create a new vision for the year, kind of just taking my 2018 vision, but, you know, putting a new skin on it for 2019. And um, in using my quantum leap ritual process, 
it just I felt inspired to write in my uh, journal, uh, get to know Price Pritchett. So I reached out to Price on LinkedIn uh, in January 2019, radio silence. Um, August of 2019, I get an email, uh, sorry, a LinkedIn message from a lady, Kim Webster. Turns out Kim Webster is Price's daughter. And uh, Price had looked me up and saw what I was doing. And uh, make a long story short, November 11th, 12th, and 13th of 2019, I'm in Dallas, Texas, sitting at the board table with Price. And uh, Price is now 78 years old, has sold millions of dollars of this handbook, but is basically looking to find a way to create legacy with the message. And I walked away as a business partner of Price uh, in terms of, you know, get finding ways to get this out. So the core material of U squared along with the quantum leap strategy and the, and the pursuit journal, I leverage those tools in my coaching practice. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so that's, it's an interesting story from my vantage point anyway, because it kind of shows the power of, uh, what I, I guess what the reticular activating system, which is in all of our brains in that I just it's took inspired action on that day in January. I didn't get too hell bent on the fact that he didn't reply. And then in November, I'm in, uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas, sitting at Pritchett's board table and walked away as a business partner of his. So um, anyway, this is an interesting story that I, I thought you might enjoy. Interesting for me because I discovered U squared. Wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I don't know. 20, 25 years ago. Wow. Um, bought hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of copies and gave them out to all of my sales force. One of the most, and I talk about U squared probably once a month, once every two months in, in anything that I'm doing. Yeah, it's I caught, I caught most... you doing that. I caught you doing that a, a month ago. And I said to myself, I wonder if Richard even knows that I'm- I'm. I had no idea. Yeah. 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 One of the most influential. And I love the fact that you can read it in, you know, an hour. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm here. I'm just reaching over for, uh, you know, cause he's got a number of other book booklets as well. Fast growth is an amazing one. Uh, this one here, Herod optimism is, um, uh, is just a great piece of work as well. Uh, he's got about 30 of these handbooks, uh, but the U squared one is obviously the, um, yeah, just the energy behind it. I love it. Yep. Every once in a while, somebody comes along like Bob Proctor or Price Pritchard and influences millions of people. And Chris Burvey, you're one of those people. And the reason you're one of those people, in my opinion, is you just keep reinventing yourself. You just keep shedding the skin. You just keep leaning over the edge, preparing to fly. You do all the prep work. And then you just leap, right? <laughs> and uh, so far you haven't splattered, which means, you know, every time you learn how to fly higher. And I think, um, you know, our conversation today is just a huge gift to um, people that are on the same journey. I think your inspiration with your journal and your reinvention and your creativity. And I love the way that, you know, it's not very many people, like I said earlier, that have had the opportunity to study these arts that, you know, anybody can read a book and 
hundreds of millions of people do. In fact, you know, one of the crazy practices is how many books you read a year. But there's not very many people that read a book often enough to own it mm. and be able to teach it and implement it in their life and live it and manifest it. And you've been doing that. And so you're just a great inspiration to me and I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast. And I'm gonna leave the last word to you. And remember you're speaking to a large group of people all over the world that are probably struggling and stuck, yeah. but they want to produce that breakthrough. They wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So hats off to you that you're listening. And now we're going to give Chris the last word <laughs> to thump, thump your bowl. <laughs> what do you have to say to that, Chris Burby? Wow, where do I go with that? I, I gotta. I, hopefully, you don't wind me up too much because if I you get me started, I can really get going. Um, All right, we got time. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, I, I've been a massive student of your work, Richard, uh, from the perspective. Well, all perspectives, uh, you know, and but the idea that you know we can create whatever it is that we want uh and all we have to do is decide right and and so we are the great power within us is the decider we we have the ability to decide and, and what picture we want to create um and you know when we create a picture uh that truly uh inspires us and puts goosebumps on our neck uh the goosebumps on our neck is really an indication that it's 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 time to move in that direction. And so that's the self-motivation that's starting to come out. And, you know, I, I guess if I was to really boil it down, how do we create a quantum leap? Uh, well, I've zeroed in on four, what I feel are very practical steps. The first step is pick your aiming point. Uh, your aiming point is your vision. Uh, the second step is relentless pursuit. Uh, every day doing something to move the yardstick and do something, move it forward. Um, you know, include in your day some rituals that are going to get you moving. Uh, start your day with the ritual, perhaps that I described. Uh, take that and, and run with it if you like. Uh, and, but also end your day on a positive note by looking over your, your activities zero in on what were the 20% of the things that generated the 80% of the results and just commit to yourself every tomorrow to get up and do the, more of that 20%. And then so, the, so, and the way that all comes out is through the mind work, through the visualization exercise and staying true to yourself and doing that. And then the fourth step, so, you, so I want to reiterate, re, re, uh, pick an aiming point, relentless pursuit, um, uh, mind work, because th the worst critic in all of our lives is our, the, the six inches between our ears, and we want to be guarding ourselves against the inner self-doubt that's going to come up. I mean, you walk into an operating room in the middle of the operation, it looks like a murder has taken place in the same way when we're pursuing our goals, rarely does it look perfect in the middle. Um, so we want to be putting in place these activities that make us feel, make us feel good about our progress. Um, and then the fourth step is tracking. Uh, you know, uh, if we just, you know, hold ourselves accountable to tracking our progress and zeroing in on, again, the 20% of the efforts that generate 80% of our results, 
uh, we begin to truly uh, move forward. And the worst thing that we can do in the creation of a quantum leap is stop. Uh, you know, we just got to keep moving, um, build the airplane while you're flying it. it you were kind of going there, Richard, a few minutes ago around me. If there's anything that I've ever learned about myself is that I, I think one of my strengths is uh, that I just keep moving and I'm, I'm always just building the airplane literally while I'm flying it, piecing and patching together, keeping it in the air in, a, in an effort to, to arrive at the destination. So anyway, that's that's perhaps a, 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 some some stuff to chew on. Um, and I guess if you're listening to this, Richard is who brought you to listen to this. Uh, take everything Richard says and just just run with it because it'll. It, I'm living proof. I don't know, Richard, if you caught it, but in the acknowledgments, you're number one uh, a person I acknowledged in my book. So, um, yeah. so there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And where can people find you the easiest and the fastest? Yeah, I mean, uh, my website, chrisspervy.com. Uh, and LinkedIn is kind of primarily where I hang out uh, from a uh, social media perspective. So just search up Chris Spurvey. I think I'm the only one. You're the only one in Newfoundland, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's another whole story there, right? Hey. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, and thank all of you for listening to The Authentic Networker. If it inspired you, listen to it again. If it inspired you some more, share it, because um, the life and times of Chris Spurvey will change some lives if you put him in front of people. Thank all of you very much. Thank you, Chris Spurvey. We'll see you next time. This is Richard Blissbrook for The Authentic Networker podcast. Remember, the work... Is Thank you it. for tuning into the Authentic Networker podcast. There are over 100 episodes to study, including another 100 blog articles at richardbrook.com.